So today, as part of our podcast series, which is powered by Upside Global, we have the honor to interview Steve Queen, CEO of Emerging Media Ventures. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks, Julian. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So, Steve, uh, today, what I want to talk to you about today was first your background, and then we'll talk about your role at Emerging Media Ventures. And then I'd love to discuss your investment philosophy. And also, uh, I would like to get your advice to any startups looking to raise money right now. So, how does it sound? That sounds great. Let's get cracking. Great. So, Steve, could you maybe start by telling us about your, your background so that the audience understand um, your background? So I was studying law at university in London and I very quickly decided uh, the legal profession was going to be a hard grind and probably wasn't for me. Um, if I'm honest, I'd, I'd always been interested in a career in finance. And then I yeah. was reading in the Sunday papers one time that a chartered accountancy was a useful backdoor into investment banking. You would get to skip some of the early years in banking that was sort of super, super tough on graduates. Um, and so that's yeah. the route I took. Um, I, I joined Ernst & Young in London after I graduated, uh, very quickly moved into investment banking. Um, and then after the financial crisis, I, I moved into uh, the investment side, so onto the buy side uh, and, yeah. and find myself today uh, running a sports investment platform. And, and I know you guys have done a great job. I think you, you own a, a, a great uh, cricket team, right? The Royals in India. We so. We do, we do. There's limited credit that I can take. So Emerging Media is, is the major shareholder in the Rajasthan Royals, one of the eight original IPL franchises. Um, the IPL was founded in 2008 as a bit of a punt at the time. No one knew it would have the success um, that it has. Um, but in the recent media rights auction, which took place just last month, um, the value per match of an IPL game is now the second most valuable sports property in the world. Um, behind the NFL and actually ranking ahead of the English Premier League soccer on a per match basis. So, so that's been the fantastic growth in IPL and we've been very, very lucky to, to be a part of that. That's great. So, I mean, obviously you're the CEO of, of Emerging Media Ventures, but uh, how would you describe your main responsibilities or maybe what, what's your typical day looks like? I mean, I know you just came back from traveling, but um, I, I have. So that wasn't very typical. I have been lucky, actually, in the course of the last 12 months, I have been to Barbados to acquire a, a T20 franchise there in the Caribbean Premier League. And I have just yeah. got back from South Africa, where we have expanded further into the T20 Cricket League that they're launching in January. Um, mm. And I tell my wife that this is work. She, she doesn't always believe me. Um, but that, that would not be a typical day. Um, if, if I'm honest, I'm mostly focused on defining our investment strategy um, and yeah. identifying investment opportunities. And, and given our sort of high profile position with our IPL assets, um, we're fortunate that we get a lot of inbound opportunities and, and see some great stuff that actually comes to our door. And really the, the trick is uh, staying rigid to our investment thesis um, and targeting the, uh, the opportunities where we can really create the most value. Um, and then additional to that, I, I do spend uh, the occasional uh, month or two per year doing some fundraising. Okay, I see. And, and how large is your fund right now, if I may ask? So, so we're not structured as, as a fund. We are a permanent capital um, vehicle um, and our, our assets are under management are a little over $1.2 billion. One point, okay, that makes sense. So uh, 
so what are the areas of investments that your, your company is focusing on and, and today? So, so we describe ourselves broadly as a sports and media platform, but really we yep. are providing exposure to the Indian consumer and to cricket globally. And, and that really just ties into our thesis of us um, being very rigid and very focused on where we can drive differentiated um, value. And our position within the IPR uh, footprint in India means that cricket in India are really uh, the focus for, for us albeit we define that very, very broadly, and there can be some tangential or adjacent businesses that are not specifically cricket, but you know, if they're giving you insights into fan engagement or on-field performance, then those are areas of, of great interest to us also. And so anything sort of data, fan engagement uh, that can be applied in cricket or South Asia uh, would fall within our areas of interest. Oh, I see, that makes sense. So uh, when you're looking at to invest in a, in a startup, what are you typically looking for in a company when you're looking to invest? So any any investor will sort of tell you, uh, you know, they need to be able to define their uh, business model in one sentence and total addressable markets, all, all of those standard things, um, which, which we obviously consider. But the two things that we really cut through to are um, the founders and the management team. There are lots yeah. of great ideas out there, but there are far fewer great operators who can deliver on their strategy. Um, yeah. and we invest for the long term. And so we really need to believe in the founders and, and in fact, enjoy working with them and spending time with them. Yeah. And, uh, and the second uh, that we always ask ourselves is, is what is our unique advantage that gives emerging media um, an ability to win? And again, we see a lot of great opportunities, but we pass up on them because we can't honestly say to ourselves that we will be able to personally drive outside, outsized value um, in that business. And we're very hands-on, we're operators, we're not passive capital. And therefore, if, if we can't really drive some strategic value or do something unique for a business, then there's probably cheaper capital out there. And then that's where we direct uh, the, the founders to. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, when you say you're very hands-on, I, I see, a number of VCs that are becoming more and more hands-on. Like there's a, this generation of VCs that are more, you know, helping really the investment portfolio of the companies to, uh, you know, with recruiting, to the operations. And so I think it's great that you guys are really more yeah. hands-on right? because I see that one more. And, um, and when we, we've been seeing that as, as, as well, Julian, I mean, the one thing we do, we, we describe ourselves as venture builders because we're typically day one investors and, and we build um, from the ground up. Now that that isn't always the case, and we have sometimes taken uh, positions later in the cap table, uh, but it's very much in our ethos uh, that we would partner with management teams and invest from as early as possible. That's great. Uh, so my next question, and I thought it was interesting when I saw this: uh, the NBA star, you know, Chris Paul, and then Larry Fitzgerald, and then Kelvin Beecham invested in the Royals, right? The the, the top cricket team that you guys, uh, you know, own. So why do you think they invested in the Royals and how important is their involvement, do you think? Uh, so, so that is in the public domain, but I will make very clear that I do not speak for, for any of our investors, uh, but it's true we do have some very high profile individuals who co-invested alongside of us, uh, including some US athletes. Um, yeah. what, what we have found is that US athletes in particular are very mindful of their life and their interests beyond sports. Um, our thesis is typically US athletes, they've come up through the college system, 
they're smart and they're well-rounded and, and they put good teams around them. Um, and, and what we've been hearing when we've spoken to, to people of this profile is um, they're aware that India is a huge growth opportunity and they're, they very quickly come to realize if they want to harness some of that India opportunity, but stay within the world of sports, then your only option is cricket, right? There, there's not the same sort of big five sports that they have in the US or the competition even yeah. that we have here in Europe amongst different sports. It's, you know, it's cricket or nothing really in India. And so if cricket's the yeah. play they want to make, um, that pretty quickly leads them to identify my boss, Manoj Badale, and, and the Rajasthan Royals as this sort of internationally owned IPL franchise. Um, and so I, I think it's that sort of coming together of um, being aware of India and, and the growth potential there and wanting to stay in sports um, is, is why they have been interested in the IPL. And, and would you say that they're very uh, savvy, uh, like they understand the market? Like I think you were a bit surprised, like how well they actually know, you know, cricket and I mean the landscape, right? Um, so I, I'm always surprised when anyone um, it from the US understands cricket, but pleasantly surprised and it, it's happening more and more. Um, but what I have been not surprised, but overwhelmingly impressed by is actually um, how well considered, uh, shrewd and diverse um, some of the US athletes who we've met, um, they are when it comes to building their portfolio. Um, they really understand yeah. tech. They have very clear investment thesis and, and they know exactly what they're doing. And they're hands-on, they've got smart people around them, but but they have an opinion. And actually, I've very much enjoyed interacting um, with the, the people in, in the US on when we've been uh, fundraising and getting their frame on what's happening in sports, because we believe that sport, uh, the US is at the forefront, both of the tech market um, and of sort of sports as a business. And so there's been a lot to learn actually from speaking to, to US athletes um, about what's happening there that we can expect to eventually make its way uh, to Europe and then hopefully onto the IPL. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think people are always kind of surprised to see like how many people in India are watching cricket. I think the numbers I've seen were like 700 million of fans cricket in India, which is, you know, it's massive, right? And I think that people yeah. don't, they don't realize that, how massive that is. I mean, people literally stop, you know, for like a couple of days just to watch cricket games, right? Did, did it, I get that right? It's a, it's a, re a really good point. When, when they see the numbers, um, they often think it's a typo. Uh, so some of the some of our good friends in the US, because each match uh, has a viewership that's a multiple of Super Bowl, and that's just for a standard league match within the IPL. Um, and obviously, that's a factor of the Indian population, but also of how fanatical um, that population is is about cricket. And yes, you're, you're not wrong. Um, IPL typically over the course of a season gets north of 800 million viewers. Yeah, it's, it's it's massive. I think it's like over three times the size of the number of people who watch the Super Bowl, right? If I'm not mistaken. It, 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 it's up there for sure. Yeah. Uh, so next question is, what advice would you give to any startups, you know, looking to raise money right now? Because it's a tough market, especially right now, right? With the economy. So what advice would you give to anyone looking to raise money? Do it quickly. Um, uh, we, we've yeah. seen an extended period of low interest rates and easy capital, and, and that is already changing, and it's likely to continue and um, to move in the wrong direction if, if, if you're raising money. So do it quickly. 
be clear of your equity story and to my mind be very targeted in who you seek to raise from um, i always ask founders what their perfect investor looks like and the yeah. founders who can answer that question and describe exactly the profile are, are typically the more investable um, companies um, and I'm, I'm often very surprised when some founders give a very generic answer, they, they haven't really thought about it. They've thought about how much money they want and, and how they're going to apply that to their business, but not who they yeah. want to be partnered with. And these are long-term relationships. So very targeted would be my, my top piece of advice. That's a great advice. I think, I think you're right. I'm sure many times startups don't even know, ideally, the types of investors they want. I bet like 80% don't even know, right? They're just trying to knock on as many doors as possible, right? Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, that that's part of the fundraising game. You, you you need to sort of kiss a lot of frogs, as I say, um, but you should have in your mind what the perfect profile looks like. You might not always be able to achieve it, and some things are a compromise, but you should certainly understand what that investor is bringing to the table and um, beyond capital. You know, obviously, you guys own a cricket team, the Royals. So, what advice would you give to anyone interested in starting a career? in the sports investment world, for example, you know, getting some equity into a professional team or buying a team, what, would you, would it, what advice would you give to anyone? I would say go for it. It's an exciting place to be. And I think we're really just at the start of sports being accepted and understood as an asset class. And that's only going to get bigger and, and more interesting. Um, I should also add that they could do a lot worse than reading a new innings. It's a great book on the business of sports, although full disclosure, I should uh, mention that it happens to be written by my boss, Manoj Badale. Great. Look, I'm sure people will check it out and we can mention it uh, you know, on this uh, the podcast. So I want to thank you for your time today. It was great uh, talking to you. So thank you. Thanks for having me on, Julian. Thank you.